Fresh off of a fight, WCFL, we've got uh, Submission Coalition, podcast number 43. 43. 43 with Queen Kong herself. So please welcome to the coalition, Naomi Young. It's just the two kids and Elena, yeah. so okay. I can do a pirate boat. Right, <laughs> so, yeah, the pirate boat. That's so the our new voice. thing that we're doing is our guest has to start off by singing what? The submission That's what you have to do. You have to sing the theme song. What is the theme song? <laughs> Dave was, was, was singing it to me. Oh, I have a couple that I do, but I, I can't sing for shit. <laughs> <laughs> certainly am not singing for this audience. <laughs> All right, so we have uh, Naomi Young, Queen Kong, with us today. Uh, she is a, a Dark Wolf MMA fighter, um, just came off an amazing win at WCFL, uh, where she took the flyweight title. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> that happened this past week. Yeah, <laughs> We're still all recovering from it. <laughs> so, so, so currently you are the combat night kickboxing, women's kickboxing. And now the WCFL 125 Women's MMA. So you have belts in in both realms and the like. Um, So now, like a lot of people, going into 2020, big plans, ideas, everything as far as what's about to go down. And then the unthinkable happens. Who would have ever guessed that it would become, well, who would have ever guessed they would become illegal again <laughs> to do MMA? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. Right. I mean, I, I, and see, at least when it, when it happened to me in the beginning, okay, MMA as a competition was illegal, but the training was still fine. You could train martial arts, no issues. Who would have ever suspected that in 2020, gyms would be shut down, told that we're not allowed to be open, not allowed to train, things of that nature. Who who would have ever guessed that something of that nature would strike again? Um, Would have never thought. This time last year, we would have never thought that coronavirus was going (laughs) to hit and all that was going to happen. Not at all. So when when corona started hitting, Mm What started going through your mind? I started thinking, you know, what's going to happen in the gyms? Uh, is fighting smart? Like, I started getting paranoid. Like, you know, what's going to happen with right. MMA? Honestly, just had no idea what would happen. Um, I was just, I was just wanting to fight. I was like, I was thinking, is it going to be years? Going to be two years? When is this going to stop? Right. You know, yeah. I had no idea. So First, it was shut down two yeah. weeks. Two weeks. That's a window. It's yeah. two weeks stretch three four yeah pretty soon it's a month yeah. two months you're like oh no <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i was just worried i was just wanting it to start back up just want to at least the gyms to be open again yeah yeah pretty much so then so i mean obviously it's one of those i mean we're we're no different than a lot of people motivations are are definitely easier when the carrot's dangling mm-hmm. and you have a date in front of you maybe yeah. not an opponent but you at least have a date 
yeah. you know, to say, hey, I'm going to fight on this event. And then, and then when the carrot gets bigger, because now you have a name associated with that date, then the motivations really kick in. Yeah. So during, I mean, we talk all the time about being ready. Opportunity, you never know when it's going to strike, mm -hmm. things of that nature. Yeah. Um, you know, what was going through your mind? How did you keep yourself motivated during that time period when everything was unknown? Um, what helped was you guys mostly. You know how many conversations me and Melissa had where we're standing off in the corner and I'm like, I just want to fight. She's like, just be patient. It's going to happen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> she just remind me to stay patient. Um, and then once the professional fight started again, then I was like, okay, so MMA is still going to happen. Right. You know, like it'll start um, working out. Um, really just the people around me, all of us were, I mean, Jacob was super still motivated. Right. Christian, everyone was still motivated. As, we were in a good group. If everyone was like, oh man, coronavirus, this is yeah. horrible, then I'm sure I would have been way more down, but we were still like, no. <laughs> we're well, gonna I, mean, I, I, I absolutely think it sucked at the height of COVID when, yeah. when people were, I mean, people were still very uneasy. I mean, yeah. it was still unknown what COVID meant. What did it really mean? We're hearing death tolls left and right, mm -hmm. everything else. And so, I mean, there was, you know, not only are the gyms shut down, but it's even questionable, yeah. you know, so, and I, I actually thought when, when we closed our storage unit and moved the cage into the building, and at that point in time, um, you know, it turned into a very small, selective group. Mm -hmm. um, I, I actually kind of dug that time period. Yeah, it was, it was fun. <laughs> and, and the cage. That yes, was awesome. I mean, super secret fight club. Super secret. <laughs> Nobody was, talks about fight club. That was super fun, honestly. <laughs> they were good training sessions. We needed that to like get I mean, back in the whip of things, honestly. Well, like I said, it, it sucked for the gym. Yeah. The gym, the gym wasn't allowed to be open, mm -hmm. but I thought for the for the fight team and the like it it actually was a really cool time period yeah, yeah it was I, a cool little bonding well time. even even yeah. the training sessions felt different than your typical yeah. training session i mean yeah, yeah it was like uh, it was like mma speakeasy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially for WCFL, or there was Island Fights going on in Pensacola that had an amateur card going on that same weekend. Yeah. So we, we had our eyes set on either one of those. But the matchups being thrown out there were either non existent or just really didn't make sense. Um, and so I know that, I mean, at that point in time, it's, it's so difficult because the, the carrot's dangling, it's there. 
but I thought you were so frustrated. Like, I will go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go out of state. I'll go out of the country. Yeah. Just fight. <laughs> fight. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely how it was. <laughs> but so what was what was that feeling when you you finally got you know you you talked to or uh, you you found out about the the, the fallout of yeah, the match i saw the uh the post that he posted he right. like, just put a screenshot on instagram that was like we need a replacement and i immediately messaged christian and then christian sent me a screenshot back of him messaging him and we were like he's like we'll talk when we get to the gym and i was like awesome yeah i immediately wanted the fight like i I wanted it. There was no like. Yeah, I, I think yeah. <laughs> I think if we would have had a differing opinion about that, I think that would have been a a, a really interesting conversation because yeah. you wanted it so bad. So, yeah, because so, was like, why? So like, I have, I have to throw my face in just just in case the video gets posted. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh. You, guys, God, you guys are all centered up on the screen. You're all centered up on the screen. I'm the ghost voice. I'm just ignoring the camera. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> I don't care about the camera. Um, yeah, I just, you know. But yeah, so um, I lost my train of thought. It was about yeah. the, the fight, like you guys having a different input. Christian's first like question to me was like, like, why do you want the fight? Like that was his first first answer. I was like, why? <laughs> well, well, oh my god, god. why so well but so, so the interesting thing does happen though is you know so when, when the names first get thrown out there um all we have are those numbers right all we have is the name and the record and right. the record yeah you know mm -hmm. now granted i mean none of that stuff ever deters us but right off the bat you know we're looking at it going is this the right thing like it happened with uh, if you remember will when Will was with us, um, Will was a legit white belt, strong as fuck though. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was like brutal strength, mm -hmm. and had some natural movement. Had some natural movement, but a little stiff. I mean, imagine a, a big version of Jake when he first started. When he first started okay. without, without the wrestling, the wrestling without the wrestling belt. Okay, strong but stiff. Stiff. Okay, slim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so, so Will ended up with in in like his first fight ends up with a TKO mm -hmm. from getting back hooks and throwing body shots. Wow. Um, yeah. So, wow. so they threw out for Will a matchup, and both Christian and Will come to me and they're like, "What do you think about this fight?" And I looked at them and I go, "You know what? Matchmaker's dumb enough. That's a horrible matchmaker." <laughs> And they, they both got this puppy dog look on their face. Like, like, just like them I just swatted them on the nose. And they're like, what do you mean? I go, I go, this dude's record is like six fights, seven fights, brown belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and the like. Will is like a one and O and a white belt, a legit white belt. I'm like, whoever the matchmaker is, is a moron yeah. for even even thinking that that's a legit matchup right and but yeah you, you'd think i just i just hit him over the nose with both of them were like oh they didn't take that one. no they didn't take it well at all yeah so 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 i tell them i say okay you guys let's go home tonight we're not making a decision let's all look at the opponent and then tell me tomorrow don't say i think i can beat him tell, tell me, me how 
Okay. I don't want to hear, I think I can. I want to hear, these are my strengths. These are his weaknesses. Here's a path to victory. Mm -hmm. I said, so let's all, let's all go home and think about it. So we come back the next day. Everybody sits down and I said, okay, here's my view. For these reasons, I think we can win. And Will's like, that's exactly what I was going to say. And Christian's like, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, whatever you said, that's right. And I, was like, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay, let's take the fight then. Yeah. So we 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 accepted the fight, and then the other dude declined. So right. <laughs> they're like, they must be on to something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get off. So the so with so with your matchup, it's kind of the same thing. Like yeah. right, right off the bat, on paper, looking at it, going. Going, well, I mean, not all matchmakers are thinking truly about the fighter's health or things of that nature. No, some, some are amazing. Yeah. So, and, and I will throw that out there. There are, there are some people absolutely amazing. I mean, absolutely amazing. I don't think we've ever had any issues with, uh, with Ralph. Um, any of those people, they've always treated us like super cool and it just helps. We're the ones that reached out to him yeah. for that matchup, things of that nature. But we've seen some others though. Yeah. They just want to fill fights. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. I mean, they don't care. Uh, one, one of my all time least favorite time periods of the UFC, John Peretti is the matchmaker. John Peretti is the commentator. John Peretti became like a major thing. He used to be part of, I think it was the Extreme Fighting Championships, and then became a major part of the UFC. Like I said, matchmaker, commentator, things of that nature. And I'm watching the fights. Dude just gets destroyed. I mean, absolutely destroyed. And here's John Peretti going, well, that fight went pretty much exactly the way I thought it would when I, when I booked it. Yeah. Like, You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> you thought you were going to see a murder and you booked it anyway. I'm like, that's a horrible matchmaker. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. So when, um, so, so obviously, so that first matchups there, we're just looking at the record. Yes. And the like. So what's without even knowing? I mean, we didn't even know styles yet. Yeah. Just, just if our listeners don't know, she was, she was a one and one at the time. And we were potentially taking a fight with a five and four. So just so that they have um, background on that. Well, I looked her up on YouTube, like I just the normal research. Right, yeah. And I saw that from 2000, and I think she started in 2015, all the way up until 2018, her style was exactly the same. So I was like, it's been two years. I was like, but it seems like this is the type of fighter that she is. And she says that she's a boxer. So I felt confident and I felt confident in like what I can do now versus what I saw her like display. Right. I knew when you're going against a boxer, they want to stand there in front of you. They just want to, that, that's what you're going to expect. I knew I wasn't going to, I knew she wasn't going to shoot. I knew she wasn't right. going to, you know, spinning back heel kick. So <laughs> I felt like I knew what was going to, what to expect. Um, and it kind of, yeah, kind of worked that way. She, she definitely got better at her striking. Oh, it was, yeah, um, it was a lot better than, uh, than what we saw. Yeah. But it, it's funny because, um, when you look at the third round and it goes straight back to the yes. others, it's like you, you fall back into those certain habits. Well, and that, and that's what I talk about quite often. It's like, 
when people are fresh, yeah. okay, that's when you see the, the, the general technical stuff that they're working on. Right. But who they really are mm-hmm. is in the third. Comes out when they hit the wall. Yeah. <clears throat> when, when the fatigue is setting in, things of that nature. And that's where you see good habits or bad habits begin to, to express themselves. Which I thought was really cool because I thought you hit your rhythm in the third round. That's it's so, so the weird. second was a great round, for you, but you really yeah. hit your rhythm with your striking in the third round. Well, sometimes, <clears throat> well, sometimes though it's so in, in the first round as a as a general discussion. Yeah. For, first round for the most part, I mean, is it's adrenaline. It's I mean, it, it it's as usually first round is about as exciting typically as it's going to be mm-hmm. because everybody at that point is riding that that high right the, you know the adrenaline's pumping everything else then in between rounds they sit down second round's the fighters round second mm-hmm. round is usually where the better fighter is going to take over because mm-hmm. now all that adrenaline dump is gone and now you're going to actually see the, the the true fighters coming out mm-hmm. and then third round is for me is usually where the the spirit of the fighter comes out their heart to push through the damage, the injuries that have already hit the first two rounds. And now it's grit and determination and the like. And it felt like in that fight, you were, everybody was diminished. Everybody was diminished, but you fell off less. Yeah. And that's where it really seemed like that, you know, it's kind of like, like two cars racing, yeah. you know, it's like your measuring sticks were off of each other. But if you look at like, the speed in the beginning versus speed at the end, definitely the war of attrition is kicking in. Mm-hmm. You know, tired, fatigue, muscles are starting to get, you know, tired, things of that nature. Yeah. But it definitely seems like you fell off less, mm-hmm. that you were still closer to the original fighter you were in the first two rounds. Um, and then you found your footwork again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 I, I don't know what it is about like if you look at my fight something about something about the last round I don't know it's almost over you know it's almost over yeah like, right. it kind of gives you that extra it gives me that extra like push because I feel like in most if you look at most of my fights I feel like it's probably the last round where I do the most I don't oh, yeah. know. Uh, maybe I'd take the second and warm up I don't know uh, <laughs> situation and, and some are like that I mean. yeah. I, I, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. You see some fighters; they're first round fighters. Yeah. When you see them come out, they're definitively a first round individual. Right. If they can't if they can't do what they're going to do in the first round, then then it, it's going to be a hard fight. Right. Um, and other fighters, you definitely see second round, third round in the UFC. You see the championship rounds, mm-hmm. fourth and fifth. That's when they really start to take over. They right. need that little bit. You know, it's kind of like uh, I'm trying to remember who who some of the fighters were, but I mean, they definitely needed a good punch in the face. Yeah. To, <laughs> like a to wake them up. What's out? I said, I take the rest of And so, yeah, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a major, uh, major factor. Yeah. Um, now, now, WCFL is a little different because um, their backstage warm up area is so removed from the fighting area, so yeah. quiet. So reserved versus some of the others where you're literally on the backside of a curtain yep. and you and you, you have the music and you have everything else. Right. Preference between the two? Does it does it do anything? I think that I really like being away from it. Right. It was it's you're like in your own little zone. Um, 
I don't know. I didn't really think about that. But yeah, I, I, I guess I, I think it's cool how it's separated. You get to like go off and be in your own zone with your team and not hearing so many sounds. Right. You know, you're more concentrated, more focused. It was definitely the closest to what Christian and I experienced at the Apex Center okay. for the UFC. That's how it is. Because you had you had your own room, right. two people warming up, pads, you know, they had floor mats, everything else. Right. But it was quiet. Yeah. It was couldn't hear anything. They did have a big screen up in the uh, in the rooms. So yeah. we, we were watching the fights, but the volume was down pretty low, uh, that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was it was very secluded. Yeah. You know, and 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 so that's that's one of those things that you know during COVID, you know, UFC talked about that. Mm-hmm. You got some of the fighters; they need all those sounds of the the crowd and the hype and yeah. all that stuff going on. And then they walk in, and it's quiet. I love that. Yeah, I love that you can hear. I mean, every sloppy hit, you can hear the the wetness of of the sweat. Yeah. you know during the strike and the yeah. like i mean hear everything you can literally hear every little nuance of the of the fight the corners now i love how much you can hear the corners yeah. it's my favorite <laughs> it's my favorite part here <laughs> what the coaches have to say to their fighters um but yeah i i think that uh i get really zoned in even like towards the walk to the cage that i don't think it would bother me if there was a crowd or not yeah like I at that point i don't think that i don't, I don't think it yeah. I don't think they even registered you. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that it would matter at all. Now, what was interesting? <laughs> so, what was what was interesting to me though was um, when when people were talking to us about when we were at the event, they were mm-hmm. saying how stoic she was in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in the locker room, you're the exact opposite. Yeah, you're you know we're having fun, things of that nature, and then when it's showtime. When you come to the ring, but on a serious game face, oh, likely slips. Yeah, yes. <laughs> like started dancing, Queen Kong right? comes out. Right. <laughs> and so when, when I was listening to uh, uh, to Mark Charles do the commentary, yeah, yeah, and, and it's very it's very interesting because again, just just prior to the fight, the way ins, mm-hmm. you know, you're serious, she's joking, yeah, or or I shouldn't yeah. say joking, but she's yeah. offering you donuts. She's offering you donuts, yeah. things of that nature. And then as we're hearing it from other people at the event, <clears throat> now when she's in preparation mode, mm-hmm. she's serious, you're more relaxed. Yeah. And then come to the cage, then it's a it's a switch again. Yep. You know, even Mark Charles was like, Oh yeah, she's dancing. And they're like, there's there's Naomi. Um, <laughs> like yeah. like straight no smile. <laughs> yeah. No smile needed. No smile. <laughs> she's about to murder somebody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, that's funny. <laughs> I don't know. I just walked in. I always, I always think about that, like how people walk to the cage. I don't know what it is. I don't even think about it. It's just, it's, yeah, it just goes in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it works for you. Yeah, it's intimidating as hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, and, and so I mean, realistically speaking, like I, I don't think I've ever paid attention to what the other person's ever doing. No. Yeah. To be honest, so it's like. If they're trying to mad dog or if they're trying to to intimidate or what, I don't, I don't think I've ever paid them any mind nope. to the point where it's like, if they were doing anything, I mean, whatever results they think happen is purely in their head. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. So weigh-ins. Yeah. And the donut incident. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he sends a message yeah. right afterwards. So um, they call us up. Then she 
again that moment i'm mm-hmm. gonna i'm gonna for the first time i my opponent right you know i'm seeing her for the first time so i'm just so in. i'm thinking about our fight like i'm thinking about a bunch of things so when she was she has a platter and i'm kind of just looking zoned in at her so i didn't see like because right. <laughs> i'm just staring at her right and then she's like do you want a donut and then I was still staring at her because I'm still. So it's not your comprehension yet. Yes, it's like, like I'm still just like I'm <laughs> fighting you tomorrow. And then she's like, "Do you want one?" And I was like, "No, I'm a vegan." And she goes, "Oh well, they are vegan." And then she's like, "Or?" And then she just shook her head and put them down yeah. <laughs> because I saw like chocolate and it looked like whipped cream, and I'm not gonna just take. Because if I eat vegan and then I eat something not, oh, yeah, then I'm going to yeah. be in the bath for hours. Yeah. That's not the time for that when no. I'm about to fight. You well, know? And, and I hate to say it, though, but I mean, old school. Laxatives. It is not. People, <laughs> people F with each other yeah. so bad. Not that they think Destiny was cool yeah, as hell. No, yeah, no, no, no. 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 They, We're they, just making jokes. Yeah. But I mean, I, I know personally yeah. of some old school fights where you know, my friend is in their hotel room and there is somebody knocking at the door every half hour, every 45 minutes throughout the entire night. Yeah. Keep them from getting a good night's sleep, things of that nature. And so ultimately speaking, I mean, it's like, I don't, I, I don't expect anybody you know would be shady like that. Yeah. But don't ever but, food from strangers. But wow. <laughs> yeah, that was different. I, I saw that too. Like you will see all the time. Um, <laughs> the amazing yeah. Phoenix has entered yeah, yeah. into the podcast. Here. Here. Um. <laughs> no, and, and and again, I mean, shout out to uh, I don't I don't want to infer that your opponent's team did did no, they, they were they were cool they were super cool you know but she but they really definitely came from business yeah she was I mean, the, she's honestly been the nicest after a fight usually girls yeah. won't talk to me or follow me or respond to my messages after me saying you know good fight right yeah but she's been really cool she's you know we've had normal conversations yeah. and she you know yeah her, her group and everything been, been super cool I mean, I mean, definitely. I mean, you always expect when it's when it's fight time. I mean, you know, all fighters are different. They're they're going to do what they need to do to get up for the fight, things of that nature. Which they were respectful even throughout all of that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, definitely, were, you know, shout out to them in their camp. Yeah. Um, you know, for bringing definitively a, a very very tough fight. Very yeah. tough. Um, you know, very tough fight, but also being you know incredibly respectful and 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 honorable martial artists. Yeah. You know everything else. They, yeah, they, uh, you know, they, they, they've been super cool through this. I've seen some of her posts after the. Uh, yeah, after super. The fight. Yeah, super nice. Um, you know, I never did get to uh, to see because I, I saw interviews and the like where it talks about uh, pre-COVID some some injury that. Uh, that oh, happened. that she had. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I feel like we both really respected each other by the third round, too. Oh, yeah. Like, she's yeah. the first person that we ever talked about before the third round. We're like, we are getting it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great fight. Yeah, like, yeah. honestly, she was, it, it was so much fun fighting a striker. Oh, and that fight was so back and forth. Yeah, not having I someone, mean, like, shoot on me the whole time. So back and forth. <laughs> <the whole time>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I got to fight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, it was cool. Got to hit my first takedown and all that jazz. 
Your cardio is on point. We can thank Phoenix for that. Oh, yeah. Jump roping. The jump rope is insane. Jump rope has really helped me, I feel like, um, yeah. with constantly just moving. Just well, it's, it's very easy to see why it's a staple of uh, fight or combat athletes' yeah. conditioning. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's rhythm, it's timing, yeah. and it's an intense yeah. workout. I mean, and then when you do weighted ropes, yeah. it's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dave must be. I do. Yeah. I do. <laughs> but I, I'm one of those guys who I guarantee you, it's like, if whatever the heaviest weight rope is, it's probably where I'm going to go, and it's going to be wrong. going to be black and blue. <laughs> That's what I always do. Yeah. Go overboard. I can't go in the middle. <laughs> Yeah, the next thing I want to add for cardio is, is an assault bike. I need to yeah. find an assault bike. I feel like with that and jump rope, I feel like it would be good. I've seen a couple on Facebook. Um, Marketplace, but they were always super crazy expensive. Yeah, like, I'm not going to spend $800 yeah. for a used one where yeah. on Amazon it's like $500. I don't want to spend that, you know? So I'm just waiting for yeah. one to pop up. <laughs> so now also, what? Yeah. So, so sponsors, if you want to hit Naomi up at the salt bike, <laughs> about an assault she bike. she'd be all about that. Or what's one, what's one, <laughs> what's one of those, uh, uh, it's it's like a, uh, it's like a mountain climber or the like, but it, it, it's hands and feet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are great too. Oh, yeah. And I, the first time I used that one was in uh, Colorado where you're just. Yes, like, yes. Yeah. Like, Ooh, you get tired. <laughs> you definitely get tired doing those. So, so this was also your first main event. Yeah. Yes. Many a first. So how was that like? It was good. I was kind of curious how it'd feel it being so late. Um, but prior to my fight, like once we found out and once I found out it was main event, if you ask Robbie, I stayed up late all night yeah. long and then I would sleep in. Just kind of changed my sleeping pattern and it helped. That's yeah. um, because yeah, I usually went to bed early because right. of phoenix and just school and everything so i was like no i have to at least start going to bed around 1 a.m <laughs> phoenix is doing her own broadcast <laughs> mom life yep. mom fighter life here we yeah. go hey, that's <laughs> yeah when i did the one with five bananas i was like uh let's start early because phoenix is sleeping yeah i was like this <laughs> This is the prime time. Well, and that's and that's one of the uh, that's one of the hard parts. Yeah. You know, to be honest, um, I've, I've had some friends that, that have fought in the UFC, mm-hmm. um, and their early description was they they were like, "This is the hard part, They're this this beginning part right here, working that full time job, living your your regular life." I mean can't get rid of that mm-hmm. you gotta you got kids you got things of that nature that never goes away but you, you still gotta you still gonna do the the daily grind and things of that nature he's like and then when i finally made it over that hill um and got to actually fight professionally like really professional like that's my job now right he said things changed completely yeah. He goes, but the, the grind was definitely at its height, you know, to, to hit that spot. Right. You know, to because I mean you're getting pulled in so many different directions, mm-hmm. you know, things of that nature. You know, you got the, the daily grind, which most people don't even don't even acknowledge. Right. I mean, you know, all yeah, the, all the all the work that's put into fighting and I I am learning each time 
you know, just throughout this whole thing, having to figure out like time management, mm -hmm. really how to categorize everything. So I've just been planning a lot. So it's been making it a bit easier. Um, but yeah, that's been a thing. <laughs> Trying to figure out organization of everything. Well, the time management and then also, um, you know, I, the way I've described it, I mean, I, I think I live an incredible life. Yeah. But most people would probably only look at little pieces of it and right. go, that's cool. And they probably look at the rest of it and go, why do you do that? Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those things. That, I mean, I, I love, I love getting up. I love going to the gym every day. I love training. I love doing all that stuff. Right. You know, and then I also love being able to do the fights. I love being able to do that. But when you really, really look at it, it's such a small part. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a blur. That, that little bit, like you finish your fight, you've got your belt, quick interview, and then they're literally they're like, get out. Literally <laughs> coming up on us and going, okay, now you guys gotta go. You gotta go now. You're like, oh, you're gonna even take her to hand wraps off. You gotta go. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. Yeah. We, I still have the equipment I mean, on and everything. <laughs> oh my goodness, we should have walked out. <laughs> I mean, and so it's like the, the day of the event and the win or loss or whatever, to me, always seems like the surreal part of it. The rest of the stuff, I mean, it's it's there. I mean, right. to me, it feels so real and so everything. But then the day of the event comes and goes so quickly right. that you know, then it, it it feels like such the, the the small intangible little portion of it. You yeah. know, the six weeks to lead up, everything else, and so it's like I I don't. I mean, we've spent more time in IHOPs. That's our that's our after fight party go to. I mean, <laughs> IHOP or a Buffalo Wild Wings. Those have been the two. Good spot. I mean, IHOP's a good, great spot. They're the only ones open by the time we get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Other than going to a bar, and we're not barking. Yeah, no. <laughs> so it's like even even the even the, even the concept or the idea of like I said that big celebration and the like we've mm. never. We've never really experienced that. Yeah. You know, because the, the events are over by the time you're leaving, it's two o'clock in the morning or whatever. You know, then what's open? Well, my yeah. friends will be like, hey, let's go drink. And I'm like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's it. They, they think my life is so boring. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, honestly, it's like when you want your when you want to spend time with your friends, you want them to like come in the gym, like do stuff with you. You don't really have time. Yeah. I think that's what's my biggest thing is since I started fighting, I have to, I'm trying to figure out how to prioritize relationships Yeah. because I feel like if they're not in this life, that it's really hard for me to maintain a relationship with them. Well, and, and for most people, and so when you work your job, mm -hmm. your job stays at your job. Right. When you leave and you come back, doesn't matter if you drank all weekend or the like, yeah. you come back to work, everything just picks up where you left off. In an athlete's life, you can't. You can't. I mean, you're. You know you're, when your training partner's had a night out. You're, <laughs> well, you're, you're in the office 24 7. Yeah. I mean, and so even, even going out for a night of drinking can sabotage an entire week's worth of effort, yeah. entire week's worth of, of work. Yeah. Um, and that's 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 a level of dedication that a lot of the guys who come in off the streets are like, I want to be a UFC fighter, man. But <laughs> <laughs> they don't they don't realize that. Yeah. Till we look at them and go, okay, yeah. these are the rules. Then 
you want to yeah. fight for Dark Wolf, these are the rules. Right. Well, it's not, it's not even necessarily that it, it's, a, it's a Dark Wolf rule. Yeah. If you're serious, right. if you're saying this is really what you want to do, then you have to question, why are you smoking? Yeah. Why are you drinking? Why are you going to McDonald's? Why are you, you know, yeah. we got to start marching down that, that, that classification and say, if this is really what you want to do, then why are you making these choices that directly will impact your ability to go after it? Yeah. Like I said, it's not like you're like an accountant. I mean, the Excel spreadsheet's going to be there. The program that they use, it's going to be there after they're done drinking on Friday night or whatever. Yeah. But for a fighter, for an athlete, I mean, they're they're in the office twenty four seven. Yeah. You know, like I said, you know, you can have you can have a single meal. I've done it. Uh, <laughs> you know, where I so 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 okay. So I'm doing I'm doing a weight cut. <laughs> One of the few that I've done, but I'm doing a weight cut. This is this is my. Uh, uh, this is my second one for those for those paying attention for my my fans out in Norway and Denmark. Um, so they they love me out there. So, <laughs> so I'm I'm a bigger guy. I mean I, I'm walking around right now close to about 280, and I was getting frustrated with my weight. Um, I was coming off some injuries. Normally at the height of my career when I was when I was actually competing, I was I was competing at about 240. Mm -hmm. And I would, in between competitions, be about 250, 255, somewhere in there. Um, and I, I tore my calf and I could barely get, barely get my stuff done. And my weight went up. My weight went up to, like I said, about 280, somewhere in there. I was feeling healthy and I saw a competition and they put a weight cut off at 225. I had a month and a half um, to drop from 280 pounds to 225. What? Um, and I did it. I, I've done it twice. Okay. <laughs> so first time sucked. That that's a different podcast. We'll talk about that one later. Yeah, okay. How to not wait cut correct. All right. So the good one. <laughs> so the good one's phenomenal. So Christian, I can't remember how old he is, um, but he's younger, and it's uh, um, trying to get family the balance. Mm -hmm. I'm doing my weight cut. I never asked anybody around me to to cut any of what they were doing. Um, things of that nature, but we go to a baseball game and, you know, food's looking amazing. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know what? My weight is going really good. I still have like three weeks left to go. It's not, it's not going to make a difference if I, if I nipple a little bit. Right. That sabotage, that, that was like four days worth of weight loss gone wow. in, in like one meal. My nine one meal. I didn't even need a real meal, um, but Christian, Christian got this. Christian likes to get all meat burritos. It's his thing. We call it the boring burrito. Okay. Um, he'll go to Taco Bell when he was younger. And he'll he would you go up and get? Can I get a burrito supreme with nothing but beef? Like, why don't you just order a bean and beef burrito? No right. Why do you order the most expensive burrito and tell me to put nothing on it? <laughs> the supreme supposed to have everything. Yeah. <laughs> So Christian orders this beef burrito, just beef, everything else. And he's sitting in the stands and he's, he was in heaven. He's like, oh, this is, oh, the best he's like, this thing is ever. amazing. <laughs> and I go, Christian, look at your shirt. And all the grease is running out the bottom <laughs> oh, of the burrito, all over oh, his shirt. He got into it. 
was so, awesome. <laughs> so future plans. Yeah. Are you planning on popping into another fight quickly? Do you are you planning on taking a little break or or what's your what's your game plan? I love another fight before the year's over. That's pretty much what I'm aiming for. Um, maybe like November, December, whichever. Yeah, I definitely want to fight one more time. So we, we wasted so much. I mean, you know, we didn't waste. Yeah, right. The world shut down. Yeah. But I at least want one more fight. Right? Yeah. Um, I have to offset that one. Now, are we, are we going to, I know you came up to flyweight. Are we going directly down, back down to, uh, to straw or did you want to play around and flyweight a little bit longer? I think it's whatever um, opportunities come up to us, like what opponents are available right. or what opportunity seems the best. Well, that, I think the timing of it may, may play a factor too. Yeah, exactly. Because like in this particular fight, yeah. with the amount of time you had between notification and date of the yeah. fight. Right, yeah, cutting the straw would have been tough. I would have been able to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I cut in just two weeks. Yeah. In, in regular fight camps. So it, I would have been, of course, I'm always hangry. But <laughs> I would have still been able, because that's literally what we always, what we have done for first straw weight is yeah. as soon as the two weeks go, the first week it's dieting down, and then next week, smaller portions, and then the last, like, three levels is sucky. Yeah. <laughs> that's angry. I'm a, I'm a big angry day about it, but honestly, my weight cut is way better than most from what i hear with how much weight people have to drop you know yeah, like, yeah, i'm complaining about going to the sauna for four pounds <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, have friends, I have friends that would drop 20 pounds in 24 hours that's yeah men are able to do that right. like um, i feel like a lot of men are able to shed so much weight so fast like uh when i witnessed robbie's first weight cut how going in a sauna just drop so much weight. Well, a lot of that also has to do with, I mean, just pure percentage of body mass. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, like for me right now, I mean, at, at, at 280 pounds, I mean, my weight will will and can fluctuate between five and six pounds in a day. Yeah. Easy, right. easy without even trying. Right. Um, you know, now do that on yours or Jake's frame. No. Nope. Not happening. And, yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> That happening. Right. So, uh, women in combat. Mm -hmm. I know they played a big part this year for you. Yeah. Um, women of combat sponsored me the beginning of 2019, yeah, it was, right? Yeah. It was the beginning of 2019. And since the very beginning, they've been like super awesome, whether it's like equipment I needed or if I need blood work, I work done. Um, sending me out to trips right. um there was already supposed to be trips but because of covid it's being pushed off yeah. um but she's been in communication the whole time asking us you know asking me how am i doing um she knew i wanted a fight so she was like just you know let me know and she was in contact with people too because promotions started reaching out to her like do you guys have females that want to fight and i told her that we were already looking into wcfo right. and island fights and if those were good but i wasn't gonna fly over somewhere, right. you know yeah um but yeah she's been super awesome she she helps with every fight camp um anything really she's awesome she set up this little group for women fighters and it's really just expanding and getting a lot of recognition now well i i believe and this is this is my prediction um women's mma is about to enter the second 
rebirth. Excellent. So <laughs> what you had the you had when, when women's MMA the scene you had it was Ronda 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 yeah. Ronda 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 Ronda. Right. Okay. As a household item, I think women's MMA became known, but only one woman right. really became known. Right. I think the real explosion is about to happen. Right. I think the real explosion with I think the quality of the fighters has come up tremendously. Correct. Um, I think the quantity of fighters come up tremendously as far as women's MMA. And the, the feeder programs. Right. The so you're getting does oh, yeah. the like WCFL. Yeah. I mean, you guys were the main event on that card. I think right. You're seeing now. a lot more female main events now, which is yeah. super cool. And, yeah. and, and you know, a lot more. And I think now the beauty part is, is I believe this is why I say it, it's the it's the second launching or the second you know, time. I mean, unfortunately, the, the, you know, I have my own opinions on, on, you know, the, the genesis of, of women's MMA. I think, I think some of the real pioneers got screwed over yeah. by the narrative that the UFC was trying to spin mm -hmm. um, because, you know, it's the UFC. Mm -hmm. They, they want origin stories to be theirs. Right. And they, they don't, they don't really want to acknowledge necessarily the, the origin stories that predate Gina them. Carano, Cyborg. Cyborg, yeah. or even prior to that. I mean, yeah. you've Baszler. got a lot of Amanda Butler, and, uh, you know, and then uh, Terra La Rosa, and I mean, a whole bunch of others that, that that were pioneers in the sport. They just never got the true, <laughs> yeah. the when, true push. I mean, when they're walking out, and people are like, show us your tits. That kind oh, of thing. they oh, went yeah. through that. Oh, yeah, they, they went through that hardcore. Oh, big time. Who wasn't trying to get me in fights? Every <laughs> <night>. <laughs> <laughs> we're at a local fight and and i'm super excited because there was a female fight finally on the card right. i was like so stoked right. and i you know i'm rooting for the girls and and they they come out the first one comes out and these drunk guys next to me are like are like um show us your tits yeah and I'm, i i stand I up and i go so sit your ass down <laughs> they're athletes and i'm like who's your phone yeah sorry so, so Melissa's yelling that. Yeah. So I'm saying, so then the people who are like drunk assholes, like three seats in front of us or whatever, they're turning around, like they're gonna get this bitch. Yeah. And they turn around and I'm there like, <laughs> you know, like, hey. like what do you wanna do? They turned around. Like, I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like women's MMA has definitely been evolving a lot. And I feel like specifically, um, Florida women. Oh yeah, are, yeah. Are cool, are awesome. Like when I look at even just Florida amateurs um, versus the shows like in Washington or things like that. I feel like there's there's just different like, quality. Yeah, there. different. Like seriously, huge different gap. Like I feel like a lot of the amateurs. Well, especially now that we got to train, they're not able to train yet. Oh yeah. Like a lot of those states. Oh, yeah. yeah. Washington, well, California. A lot of a lot of my friends right now are are doing like media. Yeah, they're doing yeah. fight clubs, but yeah. but we get to luckily, yeah. you know, we get to DeSantis is like, do what yeah, you want. But that's what, <laughs> but that's what I, was, I, I, I truly do think the real, whether or not history sees it this way, but I think the real golden era of women's MMA is about actually to be yet. I think you're um, in a perfect spot to to be part of that. I mean, obviously, I mean, there's there's the UFC adding the division, but again, they built it around a single person. Right. Um, and so all that ever happened was singular hype. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that's changed. Now, I think 
the the hype is there for the division for the athletes and for the potentiality of matchups and things that yeah i get i get super hyped anymore when they announce like a women's fight like one of the big fights i'm like oh that's gonna be great you know and that's why i said and that's why i think the the real the real explosion i think is about to happen yeah. I think I think this is this is a great time period for those who have been out there working and putting it in. I, and to be honest, I think it's a great time period for those who are thinking about jumping in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this this is a, a great time period. I mean, foundations been laid. Right. Um, you know, different organizations out there see the importance and the value I, I, of a strong women's division. I think the gyms too have begun to become a lot more female friendly even the yeah. hardcore mma gyms are starting yeah. to see females as an asset right rather than a, uh, what are we going to do this one right. well, well, <laughs> again though and I, I think it's one of those things though i think it's i think there's a lot to be said because i mean when just just speaking out loud when, when there's no venue for a woman to fight and you have a woman that wants to fight mm. how much do you invest knowing that there's no place for her to showcase right and now and now that's just completely changed yeah. and and that's what i'm saying i think that's the cool part right now right. is I, I think what we're seeing is that trickle down that it, it took some gyms to say no that this is the future this is right. important yeah. to get the promotions to then say you're right Right. To add the divisions, this is where this is where jujitsu is running in right now. Yeah. This is why I mean it, it's it's a shame you know right now the women are out there, but most of the women that we talk to won't compete. Yeah. Because there's either the the weight divisions bullshit, mm-hmm. um, you know, or they get trinkets, you know, they get minimal. They 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 get a fraction of what the guys get yeah. to do the same competition. Yeah. Um and so it takes right and that that's come so far. It's come a long way now. Right. And it, it takes the industry to step up. And that's where that's where I think that's where the big part is right now. Is I mean I mean I'm I mean I love MMA. Yeah. But I mean how many 55ers are out there? <laughs> I mean and when that. In, in the men's divisions and things that nature. I mean, there's, there's a lot of really, really good talent out there. And there's so many different organizations yeah. where where you can go to. I mean, you, you can bounce around pretty much all over the place. Mm-hmm. In, you know, on the average card, I mean, sometimes there aren't even women even on the card. Yeah. And then you go to an event and there's two or three now that's becoming commonplace right. yeah they want women on yeah, the yeah. Oh, yeah. They're they're like, yeah they're oh, like they're, they're amazing fights yeah. i mean i mean that's pure and simple they're some I of mean, my favorite fights yeah they've always been my favorite fights yeah. i mean even going back you know 20 years ago when we were going to the indie casinos and things of that nature if there was a women's fight on the card you pretty much knew it's gonna be one of the best ones. yes right um, awesome. um so we're gonna have to start wrapping it up okay, wrap it up um so Sponsor, shout outs, shout or, outs or, to whoever or, you need or, to. Or you could sing our, our exit song. <laughs> Make it up on the fly. Um, sponsor shout outs, um, Dark with MMA. <laughs> and um, no, Women of Combat, those are the two biggest ones I'm going to shout out right now, honestly. 
like those are the ones who've been there the whole time through it all. And um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> that's right. Awesome. So, in Instagram, Facebook pages. Uh, Instagram is Naomi underscore QK and uh, Facebook, Naomi Queen Kong Young. Yeah, I love the nickname. We were talking Absolutely. about the other day. We're, we're, it's like the best nickname in women's MMA right now. <laughs> Seriously. But it's, it's original. And it uh, so fits you. It fits you. It fits your uh, fight personality. Seriously. There, there, there are too many men out there that are pit bulls. Savages. Savages. Queen Kong's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, like uh, Val, the one time in the corner, was like, you're not even big. I'm like, <laughs> it's not about what I look like. It's what I feel. Yeah. Right. It's I mean, your intensity. I, I still say you are the most intense fighter that we have right now, currently, in the stable. In the back, fight day. You are the most intense fighter we have. Nobody else yeah. even comes close to your level of intensity. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. No, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for uh, sitting down with us. And uh, that's all, folks. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, 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 so. Yes. everybody thank you for listening to the uh, submission coalition podcast this is dave Lowson, and this is melissa Lowson. and if you guys enjoy what you listen to and the work that we're doing if you can throw some shout outs online share our content things of that nature help us grow our brand and if you are so inclined drop us a few uh, shekels here sorry guys to stole that from uh inside bjj <laughs> shekels but uh you know if you like what we're doing help us out and uh, if you guys are interested in sponsoring you know pm us or the like and uh, we'd love to help you guys grow your brands as well. And hopefully we can grow together. You can PM us at on Facebook at Submission Coalition Podcast or on Instagram at Submission underscore Coalition. Or you can email us at info at darkwolfmma.com. Help us help you grow your brand. All right. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>